We're not hearing the music. <laughs> hmm. They're not hearing the music. Uh, why are you not hearing the music? That's on. Uh, let's turn that off, turn that back on. Let's try that again. Can you hear it now? Hey, yes, yes. now we can. We'll let Record it play it live again. on DementiaRadio.org. It's the Funny Music Podcast. Brought to you by TheFunk.com. Where you can download new free comedy songs twice a week. Now, here's your hosts, Devo Spice and the great Luke Ski. Hey, Devo Spice. Hey, Luke Ski. Twitch we didn't hear the audio either, so I don't know what happened there. I was hearing it. But <laughs> okay. Uh, I hate to correct you this early in the podcast, uh, Devo, Do but it's, it's the great Luke Ski. It is the great Luke Ski, yeah. All right. No, no, no it isn't. It really isn't. <laughs> so if, if, I w if I was the great Luke Ski, I'd know how to draw heads in profile properly. So <laughs> I'm going to work on that while we're doing the podcast. So welcome so. to episode 568 of the Funny Music Podcast for May 6th, 2021. Run for your lycanthropy. It's the title of this week's episode. So we have with us this week TV's Kyle. Hi, Kyle. I'm a werewolf, apparently. You 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 got the facial hair for it. Absolutely. True. <laughs> and we have Mikey Mason. I have the rest of Kyle's facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> In a complimentary color. That's what's that's what's no, called I, a I, union join in my seat. See, that's that's how Scooter Picnic used to work. I'm afraid I'm gonna have to inform Ian that he's no longer in the band, and that I've far, formed a new uh, rap union with Mikey Mason. We need a mustache. Who's gonna be our mustache? <laughs> I'm sure you can find somebody. All right, so uh, let's do the catch up thingy. Let's get caught up with what Devo and Luke have been up to since last week. Or else, Devo, if Luke failed and didn't show up. Hey, what? Oh, he's right. So, Luke, what you been up to? Well, um, today was a day that I had been planning for weeks that I was going to, uh, because uh, as of yesterday, I'm two weeks past my second uh, vaccination shot. So. Woo! My, my celebration was going to be I was going to drive out to the uh, to downtown Disney and go to the Star Wars Trading Post gift shop that they've set up where the Rainforest Cafe used to be just to see all the cool Star Wars merch that is there that I haven't seen because I haven't been to the property, you know, in over a year and they just reopened stuff relatively recently. And instead of that, uh, I basically slept all day. So um, <laughs> the I, I did manage to get a lot of... Uh, Petting and cuddles with uh, my kitty, uh, which um, was good. But, but yeah, uh, just part of being me now is, you know, when I don't have any other responsibilities is sometimes I just literally stay in bed all day and uh, either sleep or scroll through my phone or, um, you know, pet the cat or something. So I guess what I'm saying is if that, you know, on my schedule today didn't say 6 p.m. do the fump cast, I probably would still be there. Um, so I'll just have to go there another day. Ironically, my ease job, uh, there's two different types of delivery that happens. One is the type I've been already doing since I started working in October, which is, you know, you start at the depot and then they give you like one, two, at the most like six or seven 
things to deliver to people, and then you go out and you do deliveries, then you come back and get more, and you go out and do deliveries, and you come back and get more. Now what they're doing is they're taking a whole big section of the greater L.A. area, which is basically like <laughs> Alhambra out to the Ontario airport, like that whole northern section northern section of, uh, I guess you could call it Far East L.A., <laughs> um, <laughs> and they basically send people out with like a big case full of like $3,000 worth of various bits of merchandise in your trunk. And they have you drive all the way out there, which takes at least 45 minutes, if not in like an hour and a half to get out to that area. And then basically they just take orders from people. And then I just kind of zip around that area from one or to the next uh, with, you know, pulling things out of what is currently available in the case in the back of my car. And then I just spend all day out there um, and then come back at the end of the day. So, um, so I did that a couple of times and the thing that's ironic about it is that that whole area is kind of floating above Anaheim. It's like Anaheim is just far enough away that it's like I get a 30 minute lunch break and, you know, it's like the past, the past two days I've been doing that. And I, and like when I hit the lunch break, I hit the, the, you know, the, the GPS thing to see how far away is Anaheim. Could I potentially zip down and spend my lunch, you know? Uh, at like downtown Disney, eat at one of their restaurants or whatever. But it's always like at least the amount of time it would take to drive there is always at least you know the full length of. <laughs> so it's like it's just it's frustrating to be to know that I'm in the I'm in the general proximity of the place and that in my mind logically I should be able to get there quickly, but I still can't. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> maybe one of these days I will get very lucky, and when I hit my lunch break, I will be far enough south in that general area that I'd be able to pull that off. But anyway, Someday. Uh, I've been working on a, <laughs> this little animatic all week um, that I have very nearly finished. Uh, but uh, Kyle has been um, giving me some excellent advice and pointing out things I need to work on with my character design. And, um, and uh, I, <laughs> as I said before, it's like uh, there's this one shot at the very end of it. I have the character DN in profile and I don't know, I guess the angle I had her at, it didn't really, I wasn't really seeing what I was doing wrong. And now that I've like isolated that drawing, moved it to its own level and like turned it to like, instead of her head being like leaned back like this, I took the drawing and I turned it this way so that it, as if her head was straight up and down. I'm like, oh, now I see. <laughs> cool. Good. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to like tweak that and then finish up these last you know, a few like correct the last few frames on this thing so I can get it. Yeah, posted. it's it's only if it's only a few panels. I I don't think it will take you all that long. And yeah. it's looking real good. It's looking real good up to now. So it's like I kind of it, it's looking good enough so that I didn't want to let it go because <laughs> it's a it's an actual good portfolio piece. So yeah, so I had to double down on that part. <laughs> yeah. So basically, it's it, you know kind of like that thing I did before where it was like a super rough animatic of Deanne and Darius just in the blue and orange, you know, rough lines. I was like, big bead that. It's like, I found a different piece of audio that people on TikTok have been using a lot. And I really felt like this really speaks to <laughs> their character dynamic. So I want to do that. And I, I showed it to Kyle. And he's like, yeah, you should do a cleaned up version of this. So I've been trying to make this like a fairly top notch cleanup, including drawing a background and everything. And so that I can put this up, you know, because I did this for fun, but I'm also wanting to put it on my portfolio to put it at the top and say, like, see, here's what my work looks like now. Please hire me for the love of God, you know? So 
So yeah. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, good luck. <laughs> anyway, I'm trying to think of uh, anything else significant that's passed happened over the past week. Um. Da, 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 da. Oh, Kyle, I watched uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines last night. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, I want to see that. Crap. Good stuff. I, I want to really see that. Stuff. That looked really, that's like right up my alley. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it, it, I'll save the full review for, you know, when we record our podcast. But just in case anyone else needs a, another push to watch it, um, I'll just add the words from the makers of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that on the on the ads for it and also uh there were a cup I just saw some brief images from the show and I was like I should totally be watching this. So Yeah, but between like being uh, a Lord and Miller produced film and being from I think like the creator is like so, some some like high position collaborator on Gravity Falls. I don't know if he was head writer or what, but you know, so, like enough that like Alex Hirsch was like consulting on this film. Uh, all of that influence is felt, and I it's it's the animated movie to beat this year, in my opinion. Me too. Um, the, uh, something else I noticed because um, that I I didn't really know going into this who the voice cast was. So unlike most films like this, I wasn't able to pick out who. Like, usually I can spot a celebrity voice, and I wasn't able to really spot anyone. And then at the very end, I went through the credits just to see who was who. And most of it was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then there's um, – I don't want to give away the plot, but the, the main character kind of makes a new, groups of, a new group of friends over the internet, so to speak, by, by, by just looking at, you know, like we are right now. The four of us are on the internet in different places. And one of them is a dude, and that dude is voiced by Alex Hirsch. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, but that was that was super awesome. And, yeah, I guess that's about all I've been up to. What have you been up to, Devo Spice? Well, uh, I was interviewed last night for a new podcast. Um, our friend Sam Polkinghorn from uh, New Zealand uh, interviewed me yesterday my time today his time i'm not sure how time zones work but um so yeah we we talked for about two hours last night um so i think i think he said he's going to edit it down to about a tight 145 so that'll be nice and easy to listen to um but yeah he's starting a new podcast um it's just going to be him talking to people and I was one of the first guests, or possibly the first guest. I'm not sure. Um, so as soon as that goes up, I will let everyone know where they can go to to listen to that. Um, and the other thing I did is I, on a whim, I, I keep seeing Backstage.com advertised on on Facebook, and on a whim, I clicked on it and went and t- you know looked around the website. And um, I have no delusions of a career in acting or anything, but I always thought it would be fun to do like the occasional project here and there. Like if somebody's shooting a low budget horror film in northern New Jersey, sign me up, you know, Um, (laughs) like like and I and like when Carla Ulbricht told me that. Um, you know, she and her husband were extras in Sharknado 2. I was like, why the crap didn't you tell me they were filming Sharknado 2 and they were looking for extras? Because I would have gone, you know. <laughs> so I, I just, I was looking around the, the this website and I found a casting call for um, Wu-Tang Clan, The American Saga. <laughs> I had never heard of oh. this. Um, it's a show on Hulu. They've got one season up already. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this is interesting. So I, I looked at it, and they were looking for extras to appear in like a big convention center type scene. And I was like, 
shit, yeah, I'll do that. So I had to very quickly put together a profile uh, because, you know, the deadline was, I think, Sunday for, for the auditions and stuff. Um, so I had my wife take a, a headshot of me, which I posted on Facebook and Instagram. So those of you who saw that headshot oh, that's what that post, was for. Cool. that's what that was, yes. Um, and it was funny. I was looking up, like, advice on what to on, on what to, to do and what not to do on a headshot. And one like the big advice was, don't let your family members take the photo. Have a professional <laughs> hire the photo. And I'm like, the deadline is tomorrow. I can't. I don't have time to find somebody. <laughs> Jen's going to take this damn picture. Sorry, you know. <laughs> um, but my wife is a good photographer, thankfully. So I think the photo came out nice. Um, so I submitted the, the, uh, the, the, the application on Sunday before the deadline. And then the filming was, uh, yesterday and today and Tuesday, I hadn't heard anything. And I'm, I, I went and, and checked in and I found a second portion of the, uh, the application section that said, this is not an audition. If you want to be an extra, just send your information to this email address. And I was like, well, shit, because <laughs> I didn't do that. And now it's past the deadline. So um, I did send I did send them an email asking. I'm like, I was like, hey, I know it's past the deadline. If it's too late, you know, oh, well. Um, but uh, I sent them the info and I never heard back. So so I did not I, I will not be appearing in Wu-Tang Clan, the American Saga. But um, I might be appearing in something else. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig through um, backstage and just see what else is out there that might might strike my fancy. There should be a section on IMDb of uh, projects that you're not in. It's just like the negative <laughs> zone. It's like it's like here's a list of credits and then uh, demerits. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so so Kyle, what have you been up to that you can talk about? <laughs> Uh, I, I can actually talk about most of what I'm doing for Ooh. a change, because uh, I, I've have I already mentioned on the show that I've been storyboarding for the Snoopy show. Uh, you have not officially mentioned it. You teased it on something somewhere. Um, I don't know the yeah. Actually I, I, even... It should be generally okay for me to say that. Yeah, yeah I've been storyboarding for the Snoopy show. Uh, it is the best storyboard gig I have ever had. That wasn't for myself. Nice. Uh, <laughs> the uh, it's just. It's a lot of it's one of those, I, I like, you know, it is not Charles Schultz's style is not one that I naturally draw in and I wasn't sure how I would adapt to it. But uh, apparently, like, just by virtue of uh, growing up on it and uh, giving a damn what looks like Schultz and what doesn't uh, is it was enough for me to go by. Uh, super fun to draw, super fun to work on the here's a thing that only storyboard artists know. We like it best when there is one page of script per minute of, of a cartoon. <laughs> and they actually do that here. <laughs> Somebody makes them stick to that. And it's it's the best. <laughs> uh, and they also give me uh, I, I don't know I don't know why I don't know why this production's so good. The schedule is perfect, so I can like actually do other personal things like while I'm working on the show and I'm not just completely creatively exhausted by the mm -hmm. time. My work day is done. Uh, the I don't know why the money is so good. The money is really good. It's Apple money. It's, it's yeah, Apple TV exactly. money. I guess so. Because <laughs> then, like, you know, an, another production has been talking to my agent and, like, we kind of have to turn it down by principle because, like, what they want to pay for an 11-minute cartoon is less than half what I'm making on this 7-minute cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> in less time so 
sorry. Yeah. It's a project I would have been cool with, uh, but I don't, I don't, unless they make me a really good offer. I don't know if that I can say yes to that, but anyway, yeah, that job's really awesome. First episode I worked on uh, was a Peppermint Patty and Marcy episode. So I was already thrilled about that because those are two of my favorite Peanuts characters. And now my second episode is, you know, Snoopy's brother, Spike, who lives in the desert. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm working on a Spike episode. Nice. and I'm thrilled to bits. Oh. <laughs> does it take place in Needles, California? Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it flat out does. Have you guys, have any of you guys ever seen the 80s peanut special? It's the girl in the red truck, Charlie Brown. Yeah. Yes. This thing is a fever dream. If you haven't seen it recently, I recommend doing so. I, I've probably seen it, but I don't. It's not ringing any bells. So they worked on this thing for four years. It is a peanut special that stars Spike and it's animation on live action. Uh, that was like they were doing it at the same time as Roger Rabbit, but it took them so long that it came out like a month after Roger Rabbit. So like it just kind of seemed like an also ran. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's it is adorable. The animation is really nice. Uh, the writing is not good. Like apparently Charles, <laughs> it was like, this whole thing was a family affair. And I wish that it was like Charles Schultz wanted this thing to be a citizen Kane. Uh, and I don't even think it's his big daddy Kane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Ouch. <laughs> um, yeah. Charles Schultz and his son wrote this thing. Uh, his daughter stars in it. His daughter's actually pretty good in it, but she has nothing to work with <laughs> this terrible script. Um, <laughs> Pretty much any time that Spike is not on screen is um, questionable. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it is it is enough of a it is enough of a curiosity that it is it is worth your time. Make yourself a nice sandwich, sit down, watch this nonsense, and then wonder how this happened. <laughs> is it available to watch anywhere? It is available to watch on ye old tube. Okay. <laughs> I know that what we we taped it on VHS off the TV when it first aired, mm -hmm. so it's like as, as did I, and I so I somewhere... watched it on there over and over. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, thankfully some some brave soul put it up on YouTube and nobody has taken it down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, besides that, uh, Cartoon Network has started up a new shorts program, uh, the Cartoon Cartoon Shorts, and uh, it is like that. You know, they put out the press release that they were going to do it, but like. Uh, like pretty like they haven't like put out like the the to the public the submission guidelines but they're just like kind of letting them float throughout the throughout the industry mm -hmm. and and I think that's a thing they're deliberately doing uh so I've kind of like been putting together like uh taking stuff from old from old pitches because you know all of my pitches have like story ideas in the back and so I've been able to put together like four of them just from like pitch materials I already had done. Uh, and I'm trying to like not be super obnoxious and like wait. I'm trying to like actually wait a week between sending each one <laughs> is taking every bit of my patience. Um, but yeah, so uh, I have those ready to go. I'm working on one, uh, one additional one that I'm going to do myself. And then I'm collaborating with uh, Bill Cop, who is the co-creator and voice of Eek the Cat and created my favorite TV cartoon, Schnookums and Meat, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, we're, we're, yeah, we're, he, we, we basically were like, all right, what does each other have? And so, like, I've got, like, he, like, sent me a bunch of, like, stuff that he had, and I'm like, okay, we could do this to that one. 
your lead character in this one is boring. Let me swap in like a character of mine. And so we're going to do at, at least three together. Nice. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. That's something else that was on my mind also this week is uh, trying to figure out what I would want to do for, you know, with, with the handful of ideas I had. And I, I was, and they, they also um, said uh, in the thing that they, this isn't, this isn't just <laughs> most of the, you know, proper Cartoon Network stuff is for kids ages 6 to 11, and they are also interested in seeing, you know, pitches for shows that are aimed at adults, too. So I consider the Deanna and Darius idea to be more of a, uh, you know, primetime, you know, Simpsony level, you know, type of yeah. show. So, uh, so yeah, so I basically wanted to make that my, the first one I'm going to work on, and the hardest nut to crack was figuring out a, a simple, short idea, you know, because it, it, it Y'all know me. I, I have to take everything and intentionally make it 18 <laughs> levels of complicated because uh, you know, like, look at me. I'm so clever. Luke short like, is no. 85 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This thing has to fit between four and seven yeah. minutes. So yeah. So how, how does Luke brevity? <laughs> yeah. So, so I, ba- so basically it was like, uh, um, uh, trying to figure out like what's, you know, cause you, know, you think about like, you know, road wonder versus Wiley coyote or whatever. It's like, you know, it's like, <laughs> He wants to catch the bird. He keeps failing at catching the bird. It's like, I need something that simple. And I finally came up with something that I could do with those two characters that keeps in the, what those characters are supposed to be about. And yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm psyched to have thought of that. And as soon as I finish up this thing, I'm going to make that the next big priority. Cause there's no end deadline on this. So, so on one hand, that's good. Cause it's like, there's no pressure to finish by a certain date. But then again, if there's no, announced deadline there just might be a deadline where suddenly it's like oh we're not taking anymore so it's like the best thing to do is for me is to you know make one submit it and then make another one and then just keep doing that until the word comes down that they aren't taking anymore so (laughs) cool yeah mikey what have you been up to oh uh i performed live in front of an audience for the first time in over a year on monday and uh and it was an open mic. Um, I've been fully vaccinated for a while now, and and they finally started an open mic back up, and I canceled game night because I viscerally needed to perform in front of an audience. <laughs> Good God. And so I uh, got up and did four or five songs that nobody cared about hearing, and uh, and they were completely apathetic, and it was amazing and transformative. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I've never been so happy to have no one give a crap about what I was singing about. <laughs> it's like, I have missed people not caring what I was saying. <laughs> um Mikey, I have never been at one of your performances where people don't care what you're saying. Can do you have an, any reason? Yeah, put it in a bar full of mon- Mondays, normal people. Yeah, and so the you know the the two ladies who came up before me were amazing and lived in Austin and had a music career in Austin and came up with a drummer and a bassist joined them and they were immaculate harmonies and they did one cover song and then the rest you know were originals and I went up and I did all originals with just an acoustic guitar and the guy with the bass tried to join in and couldn't figure out what chord I was playing because Aww. sometimes I like weird chords and which is fine except. <laughs> 
except it was just like G C E D. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> I'm just, I'm doing a trick. I'm anyway. So, but uh, and then the guy and nobody really cared. And then the guy who went up after me did five or six cover songs that were they were pretty good versions of the cover songs i mean if you want a jukebox okay there's one in the corner but <laughs> i mean it was like garth brooks was performing or something People were like yeah i'm like dude what are you like i anyway it didn't matter i was in front of a live goes to an open mic for familiarity <laughs> yeah right uh, well you know it's the bar but, scene uh, they they like they don't like hearing songs they don't know. <laughs> but those two ladies who they just held everybody, even with their original songs. And I, I'm friends with the owner of the bar and I went up and talked to him and said, is he, has he talked to you yet about performing here over the summer? Do you live here now? And they said, yes. Yeah. And has he talked to you about performing over the summer? They said, no, we haven't talked to him yet. I said, he will before the end of the night or he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> because he should or he's an idiot and of course we're friends and he said i just didn't want to talk to him i didn't want to walk up and interrupt everybody so he made sure he talked to him but that was fantastic and then today i did an online show um there, i have a, a a fan who just turned seven years old and he had a and for a year for a year because this is the kind of kid who uh, as soon as his birthday's done he tells his parents what he wants for his next birthday party as soon as christmas is done he gives his parents a list for next christmas and uh for a year he's been telling his mom and dad that he wanted a mikey mason themed birthday party nice wow never oh. wavered not once <laughs> that's awesome they sent me a a one of his gift bags that all the kids who went to his birthday party and they came with dice so i got <laughs> dice <laughs> And they came in these rock bags with the guitars, and they've got this rock star journal <laughs> and, and rock star pencils and a, a rock a guitar pen, and then this inflatable guitar that doesn't want to stay inflated. And, <laughs> and I got this beautiful letter, and they had me, they, they, you know, had me do an hour virtual performance for him and and the kids at his party and his family who were watching online and it was b bizarre and amazing and i said but you got to pick the set list um because this is for a seven-year-old's birthday and i've heard my music so you're going to tell me what <laughs> what of my music i'm gonna play because i'm mikey, holding... mikey <laughs> how, how does a seven-year-old become well, i suppose a six-year-old become aware of <laughs> One his, Mikey Mason. His parents are fans, and okay. uh, and they watch my online shows every month, and they're they're supporters on that and on my Patreon, and they're great people, and they are fantastic supporters. They're super enthusiastic, supporting the artists they love, and uh, but you know they they asked they requested at one point that I learn the Paw Patrol theme song, <laughs> and. Uh, and I think they threw it off as a joke, but I learned the Paw Patrol theme song. Nice. And let me tell you this. That is a very catchy and well-written song. Um, <laughs> if you listen to that theme song, you will be humming it in a bathroom two weeks later. I, I, don't, think I, I don't think I know that one. You want to play a few bars of it? Or? Oh, sure. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Let's see. It's... Uh... 
Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, whenever they're in trouble, Paw, I don't remember this, Paw Patrol will be there on the double, whenever there's a problem in Adventure Bay, Ryder and his team of pups will come and save the day, it's really, I mean, it's, <laughs> and then it's got this, uh, it's, it's got this, uh, um, uh, I'm I'm dropping the musical term, but it's just every uh, every note down the scale, and I'm feeling like an idiot. But I've had whiskey, and I did play a seven year old's birthday party today. So um, <laughs> one of these days, you should just like drop it into the cartoon medley without saying anything about it, and like oh, oh no, see, no no no, like it what percentage of the audience rotation? I have it on my like. So this is my. Uh, this is the iPad I use that just has cords on it, right? That's all I use this iPad for. And so it's in there. It's <laughs> on there. And uh, I play it during shows just because I like the song. <laughs> I recorded nice. it for my Patreon. Oh, cool. <laughs> Excellent. So I have this song called The Wisdom of Hounds. And uh, and it's from the point of view of a dog, and it's it's you know let's get sausages and bitches because they make the world go round, because uh, it's about a dog, right? It's what the dog likes. It's about a specific dog from literature, but anyway, Oberon from the Iron Druid Chronicles. But anyway, <laughs> Oberon really loves sausages and bitches. Um, so I I did let's do the song about the dogs because everybody calls it the song about the dogs and and I made it I, when I recorded it I did it like the lead singer was gonna sing Wisdom of Hounds he goes rub my belly and then the, all everybody else Paw Patrol Paw Patrol <laughs> and then so the lead singer is fighting them all the way through it you know <laughs> at the end, let's get sausages Paw Patrol ah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> So and it's just such a fun song. Anyway, so yeah, and and uh, but that's what I've been doing. I've uh, you know online shows, uh, putting out music for Patreon, uh, which is just an absolute um, man. It's just this creative machine that makes me put put down work. Um, and and as artists, all of us know the only way to get more out of your work is to do more work. You know, you got to practice to get better, no matter what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so if you want to write better songs, write more songs. Not all of them are going to be better, but some of them will be, and you'll learn. <laughs> so, <laughs> so speaking I'm on of a, songs, last year I put out uh, seventy some odd songs. I'm on track to put out wow, seventy dang. or eighty this year. So, jeez, nice. I just a Patreon. I don't officially sudden. release them. I just <laughs> I don't claim they're good. They're just there. It's like our Stevie Moore level <laughs> output. <laughs> I like hey, Kyle. Remember the um the story about when you went to the Canadian uh, animation thing? And you were okay, yeah. Let, let, let me tell this story really quick. Uh, so uh, and then we really should years... start the show. So yeah, I'll, I'll make this. I'll make this fast. So a couple of years in the Magiswords, they uh, Cartoon Network sends me to this. Uh, this uh, children's television uh, kind of convention thing where just a bunch of professionals getting together uh, to to talk about, like do a, like do a presentation on the unusual way that Mighty Magiswords, you know, went from, you know, went from little digital shorts to full TV show. And so I'm meeting all of these, uh, you know, powerful animation executives and stuff, and they keep talking about something called Papa Troll. And I don't know what the hell they're talking about. And it's like, is this some like Canadian phenomenon that I'm not familiar with? And I realize not until I get home that they're talking about Paw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like, is this some like David the Gnome Smurf spinoff kind of thing that I'm not aware of? Uh, no, you idiot. <laughs> Paw Patrol. It's very popular. Very dope. Look, I'm not saying I want to watch the song. But the theme song rocks, okay? That's all I'm saying. If you like power pop punk theme songs written for children, it's your thing. <laughs> I mean, what's new Scooby-Doo is a good time. Hey, uh, Phineas and Ferb has a comparable theme song. Jimmy Neutron has a comparable uh, quality theme song because they're just really good songs. And anyway, sorry. <laughs> So right, the show, right. So so speaking of songs, Mikey, you posted a song. Oh, I did. I did. did. Yeah, did. it was the first song off the new album that came out May 1st, which was my wedding anniversary, which apparently is not a good day to release an album if you <laughs> publicity on that day because there's, a, I don't know, an expectation of love and reciprocation on the day. Yeah. Time. Tends to happen. So and give, also give us a, uh, a quick intro to the song and we'll give it a listen. Oh sure, it's it's just um, you know it's I mean it's a pretty self-explanatory song you know uh, it's about having uh, you know having just about enough and uh, and you're just holding on to that last little bit that you need to save for yourself. All right, here is "Self Care" by Mikey Mason. seven-year-olds like that one uh that was not amazingly on the list <laughs> you know what's funny is because uh this young i'm not saying any names i don't want to give any any you know identifying information out we're talking about a seven-year-old right and they deserve privacy uh as awesome as they are because this kid is great and has immaculate taste in music and performers let me tell you that <laughs> um <laughs> by the as soon as his parents think he's old enough he'll be listening to the fump i guarantee it look i'm just saying that uh she went through his mother went through and curated a list 
of songs of mine on Spotify to send to the other kids' parents so that they didn't ask their streaming service or like Alexa or Google or whatever to play a song of mine uh, and then get something like Scooby Thulu or one of my old uh, stand-up comedy songs that I no longer perform or something horrible, you know, and or or let's get sausages and bitches. She didn't want them, you know. <laughs> So, I mean, there were still some, I mean, some, some words and some innuendo. I mean, the first song on the list was Kobolds Ate My Baby, <laughs> um, you know, uh, and there's a lot of shit goes on a lot. I say shit a lot in songs. I can, oh, that's right. We're, we can say that here. Absolutely. I'm not getting censored. Um, but there were also, anyway, yes. Um, <laughs> And some adult themes were going on in some of the songs. And thank you. I like the the organ on that too. That took way too long doing MIDI. This is this is my MIDI keyboard right here. Yeah. Yes. Oh, really? Right here. Yes. Wow. I, I turn on the uh, keyboard uh, function. So. Dang. Um, that's not easy. I've done that once. <laughs> well, also the thing is that basically it just paints the MIDI, and then I can correct it. So I don't have to be good. I just have to be close right, enough. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and I can move notes and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, but yeah, that's the first song that's technically released. There's a video for Friday Night 1988, but that's the first Fump release song. There will be two more songs from, uh, released on the Fump from Retro Sants, Um because I don't, I don't write solely uh, comedic songs. Um, there's a song on Retro Sants that I talked about being in development on the Fump cast before that I also said would probably never see the light of day. And right now, Ian probably hates me because it's there. It's the Winston Zedmore song about from the Ghostbusters, Winston Zedmore. <laughs> he wanted to collaborate on it, but there's just no room for a rap in that. And so I didn't. And and, and I wanted to get it out. And <sighs> Yeah, you did a song about Ghostbusters without Ian. He is never going to speak to you again. I will write a song about <laughs> Ghostbusters just to do with Ian. There you go. Either that or... You've got 85 I, songs to write next year. One of them can be about Ghostbusters with Ian. Well, it's, it's going to get slated right after Kyle and I team up with our you know complimentary facial hair song. <laughs> it's going to have to happen. And uh, I, I've never put out a rap song. I'm just throwing that out there. And uh, I'm not averse. It's just not been my thing yet. And uh, <laughs> so. Worth a try. It's freeing. I don't know. I've, I've, I know my vocabulary. Uh, I'm, uh, I, I'm not, I'm an English major, right? And I consider myself pretty verbose. And I have listened to a lot of rap and hip hop where I was like, They've got a really great grasp of language <laughs> that makes me feel kind of wholly inadequate. <laughs> and I have a degree See, in this. <laughs> what you got to do, which is my, uh, you know, which is my strategy 100% of the time, is to make the subject something really friggin' stupid. Oh. So that if it comes out good, it's a miracle. Pressure's off. <laughs> <laughs> that does I work. I can attest to that. Uh, what was that? That does work. I can attest to that. Dude, I loved your song about the dryer socks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that I did write a song called Sorry Ma, or no, I wrote a song called Why Am I Still Watching This Show about 
watching a TV, sh- you know, con- keeping watching a TV show that you actively don't like, but find yourself <laughs> watching every episode anyway. Uh, and and it's about all the things that I could tell you how to do. And one of those is I could tell you how to write a stupid song. Um, <laughs> but I can't tell you why I'm still watching this show. Because <laughs> um, the remote is just out of reach and you don't want to get up. <laughs> no, here's the thing. Is there, there's a show, um, maybe you've watched it, and I'm not going to say it's bad. I watched Arrow, um, and this is a different show. I watched Arrow for three or four episodes Mm -hmm. before I realized that it was just my superhero soap opera. Yeah, basically. And it wasn't necessarily good. Um, It was closer to bad. (laughs) I mean, if we're going to go on the log (laughs) scale, it was closer to Batman. Really? (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, the log scale is it's better than bad. It's good. No, 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 no. This is closer to bad than good, but it was, I, I still kept watching it. Uh, up until John Barrowman made me cry by crying, and then I was out. I was like, I can't deal with John Barrowman breaking my heart. Um, and now Jody and I are watching this show that's a Cinemax show on on HBO Max. It's called Banshee. And uh, spoiler alert, well, you learned this in the first episode. It's about a, uh, a released convict who adopts the identity of a small-town sheriff after an incident. And, okay. uh, and if you can't buy into that, <laughs> <laughs> don't watch the show, but it, it stars the guy who's, uh, in, um, in the boys and he's the Superman character in the boys, the absolutely tyrannical, horrible Superman character in the boys. And the one thing that I, I love him as an actor, but I hate his mouth. I hate his mouth. His mouth is built wrong. It just looks wrong. And there is no good angle to photograph it or videograph it or whatever. No cinematographer can make his mouth look correct to me. And so, it's, he, so this Superman needed like the Henry Cavill mustache to cover up the mouth. Yes. Oh, man. man. He needs all of Kyle's facial hair, all of my facial hair. <laughs> and he needs to just do this with it. I'm just seeing you flip it straight up. Anyway... Watching him on Banshee, he is a seriously skilled actor. He's incredibly skilled. He is so flaming good compared to the script. <laughs> he can convey so much emotion with his eyes and his horrendous, I hate his mouth, and his... <laughs> but he is just, he's that good. And and I love him as an actor, and I wish that it, I finally got to the point where I don't actively hate his mouth. But the whole point of that is, we just started season three of three seasons, and... Uh, We've referred to the show consistently since we started watching it as I hate his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I hate his mouth. So that line went into the why am I watching this show? But that's true. It's a, yeah, seriously. (sighs) Okay. I'm, I, I want to ask you about the new album. I don't know how to direct the conversation back then. So I'm, the I'm new album segue, just so. came out <laughs> and, uh, it's all songs that appeared on my Patreon first. Um, because that's when you're writing that much material, that's where your material comes from. Um, so all of the demos appeared on my Patreon. Uh, there's new music every Monday at new music Monday. And, uh, Self-care didn't change a whole lot from the Patreon demo. It did change. 
but it's just uh it's just so freeing once you realize that you've got four albums worth of material and then now you got to realize now you got to figure out which you know got to pair them together which material goes together so uh, i think my next project is going <laughs> you want to talk about the album i just put out and i want to talk about the next three that's fine um <laughs> the next one is is going to be just a pure comedy album because i've written so much that's funny and a lot of it's been put on the fump but hasn't made it onto an album yet mm. so um i want a lot of that stuff on the fump like i don't think that i like you anymore and it was aliens that stole your fire that parked your fucking car mm -hmm. um <laughs> so uh those i want on an album because they're worth being on an album um but yeah uh i i love retro sons and uh musically it's i mean sean faust's finger fingerprints are all over that album um he does a lot of keyboard he didn't do the keyboard on self-care um but that's because you know i was playing um and he probably would have done a much better job but i finally got a an organ sound that i liked Cool. Uh, who did the cover art? Did you do that? I did that. Yeah. So basically, I, I thought what says uh, I, I had a few different ideas for the, the title. It was uh, next or retro or something that I can't remember. So I won't even bother. And I really liked retro and I put it out to my patrons and uh, about 50% preferred retro So it reinforced what I was thinking. And uh, I just took that old uh, what's his name? art the angel mm -hmm. you know everybody's seen that and i was like well that needs to be a mikey and so i put a ball cap on it and i'm pretty good at photoshop so i made <laughs> i made I, I made it look i gave it the crack allure and i put the the mikey emblem on the on the loot <laughs> that he's playing and then the, i made sure because there's a lot of 80s rock retro feel to this um and i wanted that sense of rebirth because we're coming out of this pandemic slowly but surely and things are coming back to life so i wanted that feeling of renaissance but also it was such a throwback sound on a lot of the songs such an 80s rock not early 90s rock feel on some of the songs so i i i just fell in love with the idea of retrosance so yeah i did the i did the cover art on it i do all my own cover art it's much cheaper that way <laughs> yeah that's cool. I, I sometimes forget that you are an actual artist. You can draw and paint, you know, because I don't you, see you do it all the time. Like I see Kyle constantly posting his drawings online. I, I don't see you doing that all the time. Kyle and Luke can make a living at it. I uh, Luke used to be able parties. to make a living at it. <laughs> you made more of a living at it than I have, pal. I'm just saying. My, my art hung in comedy networks uh, <laughs> or cartoon networks offices because you and <laughs> and I love you for it. <laughs> Highlight of my life, one of them, guaranteed. <laughs> Me, I play seven year olds' birthday parties. Yep. And try not to say fuck. <laughs> that must I succeeded. Been a I didn't say fuck, not once. I didn't. I thought it a lot. Didn't say it not Cause, even cause once. I, I have this. Wow, those. Like, there, there must be like a a specific <laughs> form of um. What's that disease where you just curse all the time? Um, Tourette's. Syndrome. Tourette's. There must be a specific form of Tourette's where you say the like the most inappropriate thing when there's kids around because i tend to do that <laughs> and like i have to catch myself and it's like i was like oh there's a kid 
I can't say that. <laughs> so, what is the disease when you can't think of the appropriate word when you need it, but can think of it later? Like, I couldn't think of Tourette's when you asked, and I couldn't think of chromatic when I was talking about Paw Patrol, where it has those great chromatic scale bits throughout it. But now I can say it, and it sounds great and intellectual. But back then, I was like, <laughs> you know, when one note goes down the scale once at a time, or, and I believe that's called uh, brain not do. <laughs> well, I've got the brain not do disease. <laughs> Whatever that is. Uh, and of course, there's the disease where, in every situation, at all times, you always have to think of the most inappropriate and most hilarious thing that could be said, and that disease is called being a comedian. Oh. <laughs> that's that, why I got out of it. That's when you go full sea monkey. <laughs> Never go full sea monkey. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a remake of uh, of uh, a Tropic Thunder that I that I have to see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mikey, you got anything you want to plug? I know you have a new album, so. Uh, if, if you're around tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern time, I've got a live show on Twitch, twitch.tv slash comedy rock geek. I've got a new album out. Uh, it's streaming, put it on Spotify, put it on repeat, turn the volume down and walk away. I will appreciate you for the 0.018 thousandth of a cent every 300 plays or whatever. I don't know what the, the rate is, but I appreciate it anyway. Um, all of my stuff on Bandcamp is still pay what you want because I still honestly believe the people who are going to support you will support you. And, uh, it's not that I don't value my work. So I put it up for pre-order, uh, and I put a price, you know, a new album price on it for pre-order. And then once it's released, it's pay what you want because I would rather people hear it than nobody listen because they can't afford to pay what I'm asking them for it. And I think that the people who can afford to support you will, and those who can't afford will give you what they can. Uh, and I would rather have people giving me what they can and being supporters of mine for life than only people who can afford what I want to ask for an album. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Word. But, uh, you know, the music does nobody any good if nobody listens to it. So how many seven-year-olds' birthday parties will I play if nobody listens to my music? You know what I'm saying? You just made a whole bunch of seven-year-old fans, I'm sure. I probably didn't. I saw what they were typing in the chat, and it looked like they were rubbing their face on a keyboard at times. It was, it looked like they were typing in Welsh at times. And, <laughs> and if you've ever read anything in Welsh, uh, that's scary. All right. But no, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Mikey Mason. I'm plugging that. For a dollar a month, as little as a dollar a month, you get new music every Monday. Every Monday. 52 songs a year for as little as $12 a year. Woo. All right. Let's do some news. This is the Fulm. Zoom where it happened. The Zoom where it happened. There will be the Zoom where it happened. The Zoom where it happened. The Zoom where it happened. Panic wheezer flowing when chance will make. survived inside the zoom where it happened the box of the capri sun we took the whole box yeah i know it was dumb then after that we had a couple cokes we started laughing telling knock knock jokes he said knock knock i said who's there interrupting cow interrupting cow no. that's the funny music project at thefump.com t-h-e-f-u-m-p.com but i could not be couldn't control it yo 
yo, that's right, I peed. Another one is laughing at me. H and J K, I element of pee in my pants, I peed pee in my pants, I peed in my pants, I peed pee in my pants. Well, I'm cruising inside of my pumped up ride, got my hoodie pulled high, but I'm going yellow eyes. Rocking through the desert just to see what we can see. All the Jawas in the house say Utini. All the Jawas in the house say Utini. I'm going Jawa. Time for funny music news. Something, something, something. In the news, uh, Mikey Mason has a new album out, as we just talked about. Retrosance is available for $10, or the CD is $10. Uh, The Bandcamp digital version is Pay What You Like. Contains uh, 10 tracks. Um... Mikey says, my 11th full-length studio album, this is very much a product of the pandemic, with most of the songs coming to fruition in 2020. Uh, Mikey, is there anything else you want to add to that? I I, I dedicated it to to my dead cat. He dedicated it to his dead cat. Yeah. So pay me money for it because you feel bad. There you go. Guilt is always (laughs) the best way to to get a sale. (laughs) Uh, Mark Gunn has a new album out called Virtual Public House. Virtual Public House is an album of music recorded live by Mark Gunn for pub songs and stories. The podcast features fun pub songs plus the stories and inspirations behind the songs of Mark Gunn and other musicians. This is available on CD for $20 or digitally for $10 at markgunn.bandcamp.com. Mark Gunn is one of three men who looks good in a kilt, by the way, and the other two are dead, so... (laughs) Uh, also William his, Wallace and Rowdy Roddy Piper. There you go. <laughs> his 2018 album, As Long As I'm Flying, is once again available on CD and for the first time is available on vinyl. You can get that from his Bandcamp page as well. Vinyl? Vinyl. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Amy Englehart is perfor- is putting on a one Amy play, as she calls it, called Impact. <laughs> this was filmed recently at a playhouse in White Lake in uh, Playhouse at White Lake in Whitehall, uh, Michigan. Uh, co-produced with the Cell Theater in New York City, where she is now an artist and resident, and Dimly Wit Productions. Impact is an exploration of grief, hope, and kindness inspired by her trip to Lockerbie, Scotland in the summer of 2019. It will be streamed on demand b- via Showtix from May 21st through June 1st, and ticket information will be coming shortly. And uh, just a reminder, tomorrow is Bandcamp Friday, so tomorrow is a good day to pick up your favorite album on Bandcamp. For example, the new album by Mikey Mason or Mark hey. Gunn. Either of those. You don't need to pick up Mark Gunn's. Mikey Mason? My, get Mikey Mason's album. I'm Forget just Mark Gunn. Just Mikey Mason's <laughs> album. I love Mark Gunn. Buy his stuff. He's got kids to support. And uh, just a reminder, the Logan Awards are still accepting nominations at LoganAwards.com. So go nominate your favorite songs of 2020. All right, Luke, you got anything before tour dates? Nope. All right. Uh, All the usual tour dates. Uh, Sundays on on YouTube, Escape from the Secret Lab featuring Dr. Pinkerton. Thursdays online, Steve Goody. Fridays online, Carla Ulbrich. Coming up on the 7th, which is tomorrow, Friday, online, Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction, and also Mikey Mason online somewhere. Twitch.tv slash Comedy Rock Geek. There you go. Put put it on your website and we'll announce it. Because <laughs> it wasn't in the news. I haven't letter. needed to put anything on my website for so friggin' long. <laughs> There's no other way to get your tour dates in the newsletter because we got we got to find them somehow. <laughs> Sorry. 
All right. Uh, birthdays coming up on the 11th. Dr. Milo T. Pinkerton III of the Consortium of Genius. Cog. 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 <laughs> Lag. Um, <laughs> all right. So that's it for news. That's it for tour dates. Kyle, you posted a song. I did. Uh, tell us about so, the song. How stupid can you make rap until it's not rap anymore? This is the musical question we've chosen to answer today. All right, here is Taste My Dog by TV's Kyle. I wish that I had whiskers, I would rub my face on things, except on electric fences, because that would really sting. Could eat live fish, it's sushi times ten. If it flops back out, just eat it up again. Taste my dog, he's low with cholesterol, robocopped up his manish. Try not to fill up on a Tylenol, Wolverine's making a Danish. That should actually be Dan-ish for proper rhymings. Dan-ish, as in Dan-like. Dan-esque, in a way indicative of Danness. I tried to play Superman. I shaved off all my stubble. I wore my undies outside my clothes, and now I am in trouble. You see, there's toilet paper on my head, and this is kinda stinky. That is all that must be said. Go have a sausage linky. Taste my dog, he's low with cholesterol. Roll a cop is Spanish. Try not to fill up on my Tylenol. Wolverine's making a Danish. La, la, la. La, la, la. That was the bridge. So if you're feeling kind of blue or maybe slightly groggy, take a trip down to the fridge and try my little doggy. Taste my doggy, slow with cholesterol, robocopped up his manage. Try not to fill up my Tylenol, Wolverine's making a Danish. Taste my doggy, slow with cholesterol, robocopped up his manage. Try not to fill up my Tylenol, Wolverine's making a Danish. Instruments are now going to play until the song reaches its natural conclusion. As for me, I will now return to my lavishly decorated but isolated cell, where they're going to leave me for an extended period of time. And stuff. So yeah, that deconstructed pretty well. Yay! <laughs> Was that the plan? So... Let me rewind back to the year 1991, which is the year that Kyle discovered they might be giants by watching uh, Tiny Toon Adventures. So, hey, I did too. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I get it. I get a cassette tape of Flood for my birthday, and uh, I can't, I can't help but just play it for everybody I know. And so, I'm hanging out with, uh, I'm hanging out with a couple of my cousins. Uh, one day and I, I play I play the, the, the tape and like it completely captured my cousin's size 
imagination and like he started just writing down all of these bizarre lyrics like inspired by having immediately listened to that record um and so like this this was one of them i've also recorded another one of them but that's going to come up much later uh and so like some of these lyrics are his like there wasn't enough for like a full recording so like i added a significant number of them but like the first time i recorded this was now so long ago that I can't remember where his stop and mine start, and neither does he. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so it... Beca- because, like, it seemed like these lyrics, until you get to the, you know, taste my dog portion, uh, seemed like they were better <laughs> off, like, ch- chanted. It kind of, like, gradually, as I got better at making things sound the way I want... Um, it gradually became like a severe deconstruction of old school rap. Um, so yeah. And then, you know, this is, so this is, this is technically the third time I've recorded it. Uh, like once just like kind of the way I used to record things with just like, I think this is before even the karaoke machine days when it was just like a two deck tape recorder. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did that version. I did like one with like my earliest, computer set up for recording and then and now this one and so it's really bizarre listening to the back to back when I went to do it this time I decided that like the like I was like the second like when I did it it was kind of like in a deliberately bored kind of back loser sort of way because it was new mm-hmm. uh, and when I went to do it this time that just kind of like felt like not the tone I wanted to hit uh, and I had just done I had just done the uh, Pac-Man EP cover artwork and uh, another another album's worth of artwork for Shoebox, uh, as well as like the vocals for the Take the Fruit and Scoot cover. And so I was like, he might owe me enough stuff that I can ask him to do these vocals. <laughs> and so he did. Like I, I decided that the like Laundromat of Sin voice would be like perfect for this stupid friggin' song. Uh, and so and it is. So he did. In fact, and he did a fantastic job. And he uh, the the part about the the Danish part was. Uh, something that he had ad-libbed at the end, but there wasn't enough musical room for it. So I made a musical room for it. <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoy the Danish section and Dan-like <laughs> thing. That was very Can I ask you amusing. a technical question? You absolutely can. Uh, uh, I'm assuming that you use a lot of uh, software to create the, the music that you're, that you're doing a lot of uh, MIDI or whatever. What uh, what does your digital audio workstation look like? So I have a keyboard connected uh, via MIDI to my computer, and I do pretty much everything in Logic. I have a bunch of like plugins and stuff attached to Logic. Uh, the one I'm getting the most mileage out of these days is called uh, Native Native Instruments, something like that. Native Access, yeah. And uh, I have a bunch of plugin. I have a bunch of like. Hold kind on, of. I have to Google native acts. Sorry, uh, go ahead. Uh, I, I, yeah, native <laughs> instruments is what it's called. And like, uh, there is a, a plugin of theirs in particular that I've been using the hell out of ever since I got it called Super Audio Cart. Yeah. Which is all sampled sounds from a bunch of different old consoles. Uh, and I have just like, that is a toy box that I've been having a lot of fun with. Well, I, I adore the soundscapes that you work with. And, Thank uh, you. and you're, you, I mean, despite obviously being constructed electronically, you have a full palette 
a, a, a full sonic palette. It's not like there's anything lacking at all. And so uh, it's one of the thing, one of the skills that I want to work towards. So uh, maybe somebody listening also wish, wishes to work towards sounding more like TV's Kyle. <laughs> well, I, I mean, a lot of that just has to like if something sounds sterile, I can tell. Like, you know, I like listening to things that have that that full palette. And so So you know, I should really send all my stuff to you so I don't get that anymore. Yes. <laughs> I will produce everyone's music. <laughs> Sorry. Uh but yeah, between like there are just so many things you can do within logic just like yeah, straight natively. out of the box. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Like yeah. before you even add any plugins. And so like it is know, a superb value for the dollar. Um, and like, you know, I software. started out like I started out with a different program entirely. And then like when I got GarageBand for the first time, uh, that was like, oh, my God, there's all this stuff available to me. I can get so much closer to what I was trying to do. Then I upgraded to Logic and then like more and more stuff gets added to Logic. And so like kind of the whole one of the whole reasons for doing this album, Fiwidelity, was uh, to take like that whole album's worth of old material and make it finally sound like the way I always wanted it to sound. Uh, because because now between between experience and technology and collaboration, I now could, and I'm you know super happy with the result. I think I can honestly say that everything sounds like either the way I intended it or beyond the way I ever could have intended it back when I wrote them. Because all of these songs are from like between you know, middle school and early college. Hmm. I'm still amazed that you can take your old stuff and get something good out of it. Cause I sure as hell can't. <laughs> well, I, 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 you know, you know, I did, I did do some amount of like lyric rewriting uh, for, for this, but like I, one of the things I kind of like doing is like trying to find what's good in something old that I've done even if it's just like one tiny element like what can I what can I do with it mm -hmm. like there's a song like the next song I'm putting up on the fump which Luke and Ian are both in like I it was like the first song that I had ever written like actually playing a keyboard instrument uh, and it is like it's like kind of the world's dumbest little folk tune thing called Cat Named Flo and uh, we have transformed it into a three verse uh, rap cacophony <laughs> 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 so it's like an unofficial follow-up to i'd buy that for a dollar very much on purpose because the thing about i'd buy that for a dollar is that uh there are a bunch of stuff a bunch of things in it that have not aged well like oddly specifically yeah <laughs> and so i kind of like i don't want to perform that particular song live anymore and so cat named flow is the one specifically to like okay for when Luke, Ian, and I are in the same place, we can do this song instead. Hmm. When yeah, are you all going to be like, in the same place? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like that's ever going to happen. At Mikey's kid's birthday party, they're right. going to have a scooter picnic in the Great Luke's <laughs> themed birthday party. <laughs> Hey, my my but, kid's uh, got a like, got a birthday party coming up. Maybe we could do it. <laughs> hey. Um, but yeah, it's like it's like the 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 it's like taking a short story and then you know somebody expanding it to a full movie or something like that. So it was like Kyle's original cat named Flo has now been expanded with the three of us. You know, making a, a longer version of the original story, <laughs> <laughs> and and it's a lot of fun, and. uh 
I well, I'll save that for when it's posted at the FUB. I'll I'll talk more about that later. So people Yeah, I I, I won't say that there are like none of my songs that I don't feel like I can make viable. I I mean like there there are one or two where I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do anything with that. That's that's just gonna stay right there. But for the (laughs) most part, if I can get if I can excise something musically useful out of an old song, uh I absolutely will. And uh yeah, that's what this album was, and that and I have uh an EP that I'm working on of other like kind of like a companion EP that's of other stuff I wrote a million years ago that uh although the the ones on the ones that I'm working on now generally required more work like you know you either it was like a collaboration with someone whose name I don't want to be associated with anymore or like just otherwise creatively unsatisfying mm-hmm. and so I'm just like let me take the creatively satisfying part out of this, polish it up real good, and then write brand new lyrics. Sure. Sounds good. Yeah. So when are you expecting to have that done? <laughs> that is harder to answer than it once might have been. Um, <laughs> like, thankfully, the the collaborative parts that I like, I, a, a lot of it was just like, okay, I'm going to set this up. And while collaboration stuff is happening in somebody else's place, I'm going to do my you know job or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and so now I've kind of been like, you know, uh, you know, my, my, my job leaves enough time to work on music, but my job plus trying to enter in a shorts program doesn't quite so much. Right. So, so, uh, it's gradually happening. It it will definitely be out before the year is through, but I couldn't tell you exactly when. Cool. And like, you know, part of that also has to do with, I know what my next record is going to be and I'm excited to get to it. Yeah. All right. So do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, you can get my uh, brand new album that this is on called Why Fidelity. You can get it at tvskyle.bandcamp.com and also any place else that you might listen to or download MP3s, including Spoofy. Um you can watch that show that I used to make mighty magic swords on HBO max and Hulu. And uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at TV Kyle with no apostrophe because the internet does not believe in apostrophes. They don't <laughs> in fact. And you can watch the Snoopy show on Apple plus. Yes, you can. Although you won't see anything that I did for probably a couple years. <laughs> <laughs> and you can watch solar opposites on Hulu. You can. I finally started watching that. That's why we mentioned it. Mikey's looking at us like we're from Mars. No, 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 no. I have both Apple Plus and Hulu, and I've (laughs) seen both Solar Opposites advertised on it. I haven't watched it yet because I'm a bad geek. And uh, (laughs) I I don't spend much time on Apple Plus because I'm a bad (laughs) consumer. I spend, you know, when you're a producer, you consume, right? Those are your options. Yeah, I, that's kind of what I've found is is I have so much stuff I want to watch and so little time to watch stuff. Freaking Frankenhooker just showed up on Shutter and I haven't seen that movie since it came out and I died to see it again. Don't even. It's like <laughs> uh, like yeah, I am going young. to set aside time to watch Frankenhooker because I need to see that movie again. Mm. So many bad, I mean great memories. <laughs> <laughs> I saw yeah, that movie uh, in the theater. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> so there. All right. Damn. Let's do some feedback. Making the internet absolutely ridiculous. 
Dementia Radio. www.dementiaradio.org. Port 8027. Please hang up and try again. This is the part where there's feedback. 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 You know that segment of the show we do about now? Feedback. Feedback. <laughs> feedback. Feedback. There's feedback. I will go eat chicken now. No, seriously, I'm going to go eat chicken okay. now. It was great Bye, Kyle. Sea <laughs> uh, Monkey in the chat says, want a date? Because he gets the Frankenhooker reference. Good night. <laughs> All right. Uh, feedback. We have a comment from Wacky Ben who wrote, Feedback! Because you need it. And that's all the feedback we got. So thank you, Ben. Hooray! All right. We have a third song this week by uh, Steve Goody, followed by a pre-recorded interview with aforementioned Steve Goody. So here is Love Matt by Steve Goody. I'm Matt Gates, and Matt Gates is not involved in any sex trafficking scandal. If you see a Trumpy guy buying girls with Venmo, that's Florida Representative Matt Gates, and we All right, I'm here with Steve Goody. How you doing, Steve? Hi, everybody. I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. Once again, you're not on the Thumbcast because you're off doing right. your own show. Correct. And we are pre-recording this on Star Wars Day. You can tell because I'm wearing my Boba Fett t-shirt. Yeah, and you can tell because I forgot that I'm wearing an unrelated shirt. You know, I, I forgot, too, and it's a pure coincidence <laughs> that I'm wearing this shirt. So. <laughs> All right. I was like, oh, I'll yeah, it's Star Wars Day. Oh, look at that. All right. <laughs> you wear it every day of the year. Yeah. One day it'll be good. 
you can't go wrong. Um, all right, so so tell us about this song, Matt Gates. Well, Matt. yeah, although I feel a little dumb, I should have written a Bill Gates song. Yeah. But what There's are you going to do? There's still time. There is. <laughs> Matt Gates, for those who don't know, is scum and deserved a song. So I wrote one. <laughs> I think that's all I need to say. Okay. Can you say more? You can. I mean, I would, so so. Why is he scum? What what is his? Well, he's scum for a number of reasons. The current latest reason we're focusing on is that there's been an investigation into him for quite some time. That fact has come to light that he is under investigation for uh, p potentially sex trafficking and sex with a minor. Right. Uh, he he and his his pal, whose name I forgot, Adam Greenberg, is that it? And and a couple others. They just they just love breaking laws. They just love breaking laws. And uh, apparently they are they're looking forward to being booked right next to Bill Cosby. So it's going to be awesome. We're going to see how this goes. And I decided they needed a song about how awesome it is to be a United States congressman breaking laws and getting busted at it. Well, they're part of the aristocracy. So, you know, they have a different set of yeah. laws that apply to them. Oh, man. And I heard this. My mom told me this. I, I think it's probably accurate. I don't know for a fact that uh, his friend, whose name I think might be Adam Greenberg. See, I don't know a lot of things. Uh it has come to like he sent a letter to Trump's White House. I don't know if it was directly to Trump asking for a pardon. This is before uh, the uh, before Biden became president, asking for a pardon for a list of crimes. He actually set out which things he had done that he would like to be pardoned for. <laughs> it's like it's, so that's it's evidence. Watergate guys. <laughs> that's how dumb these guys are. That's 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 like going to be entered into evidence now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. I know. I'm going to have to write another song oh. after the Bill Gates song. Matt Gates, Bill Gates, Matt Gates. That's the way I work. So so does Matt Gates talk about himself in the third person? Is Matt Gates does talk about himself in the third person. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't just do that for no reason. I figured there was a reason, but I don't follow politics close enough. I've, I've never seen Matt Gates talk. So, you know, it's funny. The guys who played horns for me on this song didn't know who matt gates was okay <laughs> i said in in order to keep you from backing out i'm not going to tell you what the song's about play your parts <laughs> then you can look it up so it's all fine are, are these like trump following met, met, no uh, <laughs> uh, i i don't well my friend brian certainly is not a trump guy uh the other fellow robbie i don't know him that well he might be probably not but you just never know who you're going to offend with a song like this. So it's best to keep everyone in the dark. They just played along with my instrumental tracks and I had the B-52s alongside it so they could reference it, but they didn't have my lyrics. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> no, it's not. So, well, it's it's fair, fair to you. Right. You, yeah, That's all I want. So now they, they can go to the thump and they can go, what the hell? Actually, it's very funny. Um, I, I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm gonna do it anyway because you said I can do anything I want. You can. Um, Brian, who's the he arranged the horns for me and he played the uh, trumpet and the tenor sax on this. Let me just uh, read a little bit of his email. He, uh, I sent him a link to the video after he we finished everything. He wrote, "I'm laughing. You're brilliant. I love how you keep it coming real fast. So the brain is running after images, references, jokes that come so fast that there's no time to stop and be outraged by the outrageous behavior. Oh, and there's shots of girls in bikinis, so that's good." <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he's real upset about it. <laughs> so so who are the women singing on this track? Uh there are two women. Primarily it's my friend Renee. Um oh this is great. I can't remember Renee, Renee's last name. I'm mixing her up with another Renee. Oh, why why do you 
put me on the spot like this. Hang on, I'm going to go to the thump it's and an find interview. out. I have to ask questions because <laughs> a lot of it doesn't go very fast. <laughs> I'm sorry, Renee. I, Renee Martin, that's who it is. Renee Martin is doing almost all of the, the female vocals with a little help from um, Zoe Byrne, who is in Scotland and oh. does an awesome American uh, accent. She's got the last line at the very end where where the, the young woman says, um, tipping is encouraged. And she sounds so American, I can't stand it. <laughs> I had to keep Yeah, I, I never would have guessed she was Scottish. That, that's... She's not Scottish. She's Australian living in Scotland, so she's confused. Even better. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's got to be a hell of a mixture of an accent. She's very, very complicated. <laughs> she does a really good Scottish accent too, and as you might imagine, her Australian is you know dead on. The the best fake American accent I ever heard was on Danger Mouse, the cartoon where they yeah. visited Texas and they had this guy in a big you know ten gallon hat with a huge mustache, and the animation was just the mustache moving up and down <laughs> as he talked, and and you could tell he was speaking English, but you couldn't understand what he was saying. It was fantastic. <laughs> That's nice. All right. Um, so how how are things going with the uh, the live show? Uh, uh, you mean our Thursday show? It's going good, actually. We've um, <laughs> Brad made the mistake of watching one of our first shows from about a year ago, and he okay. said, "Wow, compared to that, we are awesome now." <laughs> so I guess that well, means we're doing it. That's well. a good thing because it mm -hmm. could be. You could go back and look at the original show and go, wow, that was so much better. What did we do wrong? Where did we go? <laughs> you can lose it and not realize you've lost yeah. it. Uh, no, I think we got a good thing going. We got a good core group of performers and a good core group of audience members, just a few. But when you're doing it in the Zoom meeting, you don't want a ton of people, just enough to, to give you a little feedback without, you know, a thousand dogs barking, and, you know, door slamming and phones ringing. Yeah. Uh, and we got a little got a little pattern going. And uh, Carla's one of our regulars, as is uh, Lauren Meyer. Uh, and a few others and uh, grandpa choco has joined us once and we're hoping he will join us again uh and it, it just pops along and at the end we have a little chat and we get the, we're only aiming for a half an hour and it's it's an hour before we even know it and then we chat for a while and that's more fun so and nobody leaves hardly at all so that happens to the doing something right. too we're, I, I usually shoot for about a 45 minute show and next thing i know mm -hmm. it's two hours later and i'm like what the hell did we talk about for two hours and i think we talked about luke <laughs> We did. <laughs> so yeah, it's going quite well. Thank you very much. I don't you know how much longer we'll be doing it, but we might just keep on going even if it's not required. Yeah, cool. Do you, do you ever post the final videos online anywhere? They're all posted, yeah. Um, uh, my, my partner in this, Brad Lee Tassel, if you go to his Facebook page, they're all there if you care to scroll chronologically, chronologically through all his posts. And I believe there might be a way to search for them on YouTube. I don't know exactly how you'd specify a date, but they're all up there. Cool. No, I, was, I wasn't aware that you were posting them anywhere. I thought this was just a live yeah. thing. It's a live thing and goes live to Facebook and can be recalled later. Cool. So then I can actually watch it. because You, could, you totally could watch it. I'm here doing this, which is the reason you're not here. You're doing that. I could listen to the Fumcast also. Yeah. <laughs> all these yes, things could be done. Yeah. <laughs> The magic of technology. And of forgetting that you have it and not doing it. Right. All right. So do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, SteveGoody.com. And, and oh, yeah, the thing I really like to plug, uh, if you'll go to UltimateHalloweenParty.com, that's UltimateHalloweenParty.com, Brad and I are doing our Halloween show online, but live streaming as part of the Brighton Fringe, which is from June 14th through 27th for two weeks in a row it will be halloween in june 
and it's a ton of fun and it costs very very little and we're hoping to sell some tickets they're five pounds uh not per person per screen so you can gather your whole family gather your whole neighborhood around it if we're all wearing masks and for five pounds which is we worked it out at six dollars and ninety cents uh you can have 45 minutes of halloween fun in the middle of june why wouldn't you want to do that why wouldn't you you totally would right all right awesome thank you for joining us all right thanks for having me and we'll catch you next time okay making the internet absolutely ridiculous Dementia Radio. www.dementiaradio.org. Port 8027. Please hang up and try again. Teasing. He's a teasing kind of guy. Now you have a job. Yeah. Teasing. Tomorrow's song is by Power Salad. Yay. We are going to have a bonus Sunday song by Insane Ian. And Tuesday's song is by Captain Ambivalent. And next week's Spotify playlist topic is work, as in jobs and shit. So, all right. Uh, TV's Kyle is at tvskyle.bandcamp.com. Mikey, Mikey Mason's new album is available at mikeymason.bandcamp.com. Steve Goody's at stevegoody.com. And check out that ultimate, ultimatehalloweenparty.com. And uh, that's all the dot coms I think that can dot com for the moment. You got anything else, Luke? Nope, I don't know. All right. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. I'm Devo Spice. I'm Luke Ski. And everybody else is gone. They left us. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. You can listen live every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific at DementiaRadio.org and join us in the chat or subscribe to the podcast feed. Look us up on iTunes and be sure to leave us a review. Feedback for the show can be sent to info at thefunk.com. The Funny Music Podcast is a production of Fidem Interactive, LLC, released under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Shout it to random people on the street. And be sure to visit thefump.com for the latest funny songs. Tune in next week where you'll hear Luke Ski say, Folks, do you need to perform your comedy music for seven-year-olds in the middle of the West? Well, you wouldn't do any worse or better or in between if you got yourself to perform the floating princess. <laughs>